Welcome to the Liberty Talks podcast with Michael Anderson. And today we have special guest TJ Roberts. We have to find a way to talk and have dialogue and be tolerant between other views. You have to have open dialogue, and that's where free speech is so important. Consent's a very important thing, and today in the Me Too movement, it's been very important because I think it's really opened up a lot of eyes. I think we should get away from this hookup culture and get back to relationships because when you have a relationship, you have that communication, you have that connection. If you committed sexual assault, it doesn't matter when it was, you should be held accountable for that. However, we have to make sure that we actually make sure they committed sexual assault and we have to make sure that all allegations are verified. So put in these programs thinking that it'll help everyone, but what they forget is that the pathway to hell is paved with good intention. And I think that's what this whole movement is all about anyways, is uh, trying to be open to ideas. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is your host, Michael Anderson. And today we're going to have special guest TJ Roberts from Freedom First Radio. So today... Essentially, what we're going to be talking about is libertarians getting triggered and how sensitive libertarians are being nowadays. Uh, As many of you know, I have been stepping away from the usual NPC rhetoric that many libertarians throw out all the time. Like, yes, I believe taxation is theft and yes, I believe in freedom, but we are going to have to figure out better arguments than just yelling taxation is theft at everybody. So... Over the last month or so, I've noticed that some of my Facebook friends have been dwindling and unfriending me, uh, probably because I've been thinking a little bit outside the box on how we can get things done in America. I really started realizing this all around the time when TJ Roberts triggered the LP National Secretary. So TJ, tell us exactly what happened with that. Well, first of all, I'd like to say uh, thank you for having me on. So this was just a Twitter engagement that I that just went way too far, and I did not realize how sensitive some people could be. So Jeffrey Tucker was talking about the government shutdown, and he made the statement that most government services that are being affected could easily be privatized, and these people would be getting paid. And he specifically used the example of the TSA. Uh, he basically said that the TSA should be privatized, at which point Nick Sawar came in and attempted to correct him, saying that, no, it should be abolished. So that, that rubbed me the wrong way. It really did, and I just asked I just asked the question. I basically asked him, is it really in line with libertarian principles to say that that a private company cannot set their own rules? Because if an airliner doesn't want someone who hasn't been vetted to be on their on their plane, I don't see why that's a problem um, under libertarian ethics. So I basically asked, like, why is abolition preferable to privatization in this instance? I did not get a response from Nick, but boy, did I get a response from the secretary of the Libertarian Party. Um, her name's Karen Ann Harlow. She came in calling me stupid, calling me dishonest, and posted at least 100 diff comments in the comment section of my post about this matter. And 
I'm fine if you disagree with me on this issue. If you do believe that the very existence of a TSA of any form, whether it be private or public, is an AP violation, that's a conversation we can have. But it's not a conversation we can have if you're absolutely refusing to have this conversation and just trolling me in that point, in that sense. And yet she continued to do this in spite of the fact that there are several dues-paying members, myself included, that were outright condemning that behavior. And one of the more disturbing remarks, I don't know the exact quotation, but she said that we, that libertarians need to get it together and that we can't criticize Nick Sarwark even when he's wrong. Like she, she said, like, you're right, but you can't criticize Nick about this. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. It just turned into the, it, it looked like cult worship over the ideas of liberty. We have to put ideas, not people first. And that was one of the big things that I thought about this, is that they're so insulated from reality that they can't even have a conversation about these issues. And that was all I was trying to do. I was just trying to have a conversation with the chairman of the political party that I give money to. So that's a overall a rundown of what happened. I, ultimately, I was disgusted by the behavior of the secretary of the party. Well, thanks for that quick rundown. I mean, yeah, you really pretty much hit everything on the head to what happened. And how I come into this is I essentially saw this behavior on um, Facebook and I was I was questioning Nick. I was like, yeah, I wonder what what Nick thinks about this and how he really feels whether we should abolish the TSA or privatize it. I don't think it's really that big of a deal or a big argument to make, but it seemed like I, I, I saw like the comments that people were making to you on Twitter. I saw LP libertarians saying, yeah, we need to abolish it. It's a Nazi practice and calling you a Nazi symp sympathizer. And I thought that was ridiculous. But what I really thought was crazy was when I saw uh, Karen's uh, behavior on your Facebook post. I mean, she wasn't even trying to acknowledge your question. It was a legitimate question. All she was doing was posting GIFs after gift, after gift, after gift, and trolling you. And I, if I remember, if I remember correctly, it was something like stupid, stupid, lame, lame, just saying the same thing over and over. You're stupid. You're lame. You know. And before that day, I had like tremendous respect for Karen. I, I liked the ideas that she was spreading within the party, but I didn't like her professional behavior. So I voiced that critic and. Um, many people didn't know that I was a dues paying member of the LP until I posted this picture up, but I posted a picture of my card saying, Hey, look, I'm a dues paying member. I became a libertarian, um, in 2011 and I started becoming a dues paying member here in 2018. But based off of this behavior, it, it just doesn't make sense to pay dues to this party if they're going to be acting unprofessional. So I, I said that and she essentially was just ignoring me. But we're, we're Facebook friends. So because I commented on this, all I saw for the next couple hours was just her post and her going crazy on her own Facebook page about about this. Like, it seemed like you really triggered her. And so she, I don't know if you realized, but she was up really, really late that evening, even posting, changing her cover picture to, to abolish it and saying, oh, Nick, you're so right. Oh, Nick, you're so funny. And, uh, and so I would comment on her things and say, Hey, look, I disagree. Like, this is like really, uh, bad behavior. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't think this is what should be happening. And she, it's again, just ignoring me. It's kind of funny because she, she would, she would talk to you and everyone else, but not someone literally trying to be cordial to her and say, Hey, look, I actually think you're a pretty decent thought leader. That's, that's something I told her. 
So then I see that people are saying, oh, look, you know, this is so bad. It's just terrible. Like, you shouldn't have said that. So she comes up with this argument saying, well, my, my, my personal Facebook page is different than my political Facebook page, and my personal shouldn't be taken as a representation of my political political ideas pretty much like oh i'm i'm a grown woman and i can have a facebook page you shouldn't act like my parent and i just think that's a terrible argument i mean most employers nowadays will search your facebook and your twitter to see the type of stuff you post and will judge you because of that right it's a it's a horrible argument as the founder of freedom first radio and as a founder and the vice president of the liberty institute of freedom and economics two entities that I think have the very real capacity to change the world, I consider everything that I post through the lens of would what I am saying be on good terms with the people that are following those pages and are following these organizations? Because I owe that to those people that believe in the mission of the entities with which I am affiliated. If you can't do that, I don't think you should be in a leadership position in any form whatsoever. So let me ask you about this. This was something that we talked about a little bit earlier, TJ, and I just kind of wanted to go over it with our viewers because it seemed it seemed like a really well-rounded conversation. So I don't know if it was yesterday or earlier sometime this week, I saw you uh, screenshotting uh, another tweet by a libertarian by the name of Richard, and um, essentially it was, over, it was over Michael Malice. So do you want to explain a little bit what happened behind that? Sure, sure. So wh- what happened was a congressman whom I respect to no end, Congressman Justin Amash. Um, there's a picture of me and him that's as my cover photo for um, for on my Twitter, in fact. Um, so it's not like I'm not a fan of this guy. I love this guy. I've met him before. He's a great person. However, he made a statement that just rubbed me the wrong way as well. And, and it, apparently I wasn't the only one. He was making the claim that one way to handle this uh, this shutdown situation is that the president should agree to sign a uh, to sign a continuing resolution that would keep the federal government funded every week. So Michael Malice decided to take to Twitter about this as well because he didn't agree with this either, and what he stated was that uh, was um, I think Michael Malice basically said libertarianism apparently to this guy is keeping the government funded without exception. And I agree with that. That was a legitimate criticism. And then uh, Richard Castaldo, who was a, uh, I believe, Senate candidate in Oregon uh, or no Oklahoma, Oklahoma is where he was. He um, came in and called Michael Malice a liar and called him dishonest and, just was entirely rude to him. Wasn't trying to ha- start a conversation. So I tweeted him back and like, just like, dude, what the hell? Malice is right here. But if you disagree with malice, provide constructive criticism to his ideas. Don't just attack him in a personal way. And now I, so that was one of my, what I was trying to do. And the Castaldo just went off about it. And it ended with him saying that I'm quote, basically a Nazi. And for no other reason than the fact that I disagree with Justin Amash saying that we should fund the government no matter what. So there's sort of a rundown of it. 
Well, thank you very much for that quick rundown again. And wow, I didn't even know that he he had the goal to call you a Nazi. That's a little bit much to, to like call a fellow libertarian. I mean, I know everybody gets in heated debates all the time. We all have very, very deep disagreements with one another. But I, I think we can come together and have better conversations. Now, something, something I really wanted to press you on about this and ask your opinion was essentially you said, you know, don't, don't criticize him uh, or, you know, don't provide constructive criticism. Don't attack him. And it seemed like when I saw that, it was like, well, it sounds almost like the LP secretary is saying, don't attack Nick, but you, you kind of have a different perspective on this, right? Yes. And the, the reason why is because in regards to what I was saying to Nick Sarwark, I was just asking him a question and trying to engage him on the ideas of like, what is actually compatible with liberty here? Should the TSA be abolished or should it be privatized? If so, I'm like, it's, I'm in essence just trying to figure out an ideological thing. What Richard did, however, was just ignored the ideas and called Malice a dishonest liar just because he disagrees with Amash on one thing. And that was one of my days of like, where I see that as a difference because I'm trying to urge Castaldo to say, hey, I see you're upset about this. Let's talk about the ideas instead of getting personal with it. Because I did not attack Nick Sawark personally on this issue. I can't say that about every other thing with Sawark, but I can say that on this issue, I never attacked him personally. So I'm just trying to figure out. So I was just trying to get them to focus on the ideas, which in my opinion is a completely different thing than going after me for actually focusing on the idea. Right, and that that makes sense. I mean, essentially, what what you were saying was, hey, look, don't don't attack, don't make personal attacks. Give them constructive criticism, and that's what you were doing. I mean, you didn't make a personal attack on Nick. You were actually saying, hey, look, what is this? Is this really what libertarians should be saying? Should we be just going hardcore saying should we abolish it? Is this a joke? No one really made that clear, and especially Nick, not himself. But I see, I see also a very distinct contrast between the two as well, because what you were saying. I guess you probably could have worded it better, but you were saying like not no you weren't just saying don't attack Michael. What you were saying was don't give a personal attack like this. You're better than that. Actually attack him uh, on a political stance or give him a uh, criticize him politically and give him constructive criticism. Don't just start making personal attacks because we're better than that. Right, exactly. Actually, I found the I actually found the the exchange. So what happened with it was. Um, Malice said, so what Malice specifically said was libertarianism, funding the government unconditionally, at which point Gustavo said, Michael can't handle the truth. It doesn't fit his agenda. So that remark that Gustavo gave, it doesn't benefit anyone. No one's gaining from this except for his own ego here. It's just a, it's just a direct attack, and there's no sense in it, which point I responded to quote myself, dude, what the hell? Provide constructive criticism. Don't attack Michael. So yeah, I could have worded it better. I'll agree with you there. So, but then Castaldo's remarks came back showing his lack of interest in, actual, in an actual conversation. I, he said, TJ, you're an idiot. If I don't wish to take the time to debate someone who already knows they are lying, I don't have to. I can just call them out for being dishonest and foolish. You are just trolling, acting virtuous, but really just seeking attention. No thanks. To which I responded, Name-calling is the lowest form of rebuttal and indicates a lack of intelligence and emotional stability. 
Being against a government shutdown is stupid, and calling me an idiot is even more stupid, Richard. I was trying to be honest here, trying to get it back to the ideas even then, at which point Castaldo responds with this tweet. TJ, idiot, Twitter troll, a mosh basher, Liberty Hangout defender, religious zealot with indifference toward Christ, basically a Nazi. I'm flattered by your envy and the shout-out, but not interested. Thanks. Wow. Which I just end the conversation by saying, to call me a Nazi is to spit in the face of the millions of people murdered by Nazis. Put up an argument for a change. And that, that was the end of it. Because uh, that's the thing. The entire time, I was just trying to say, like, let's have a discussion about this issue. But he just instead decides to call me a Nazi and call Malice a liar. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's, just, it seems like... He seems like he didn't even have a basis to attack Michael Malice. And I mean, I can understand disagreeing with him underneath pragmatic terms, but you have to make it more clear rather than just saying, oh, he's, it's not fitting his agenda. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, Michael Malice is a pretty good commentator, um, and it doesn't make any sense either for, for the stuff he said to you. I mean, it, all your, literally all he was making was personal attacks. He didn't have any political criticisms or anything like that. So I, I totally see where you're coming from. Now, I do want to ask you about this topic. So after I posted on my social media about what happened with LP Secretary, I just said, look, LP Secretary got triggered. And in the comment section, I posted what she did and her unprofessional behavior. And so I had a fellow LP libertarian in Texas get onto my status and start more or less just antagonizing me, like baseless antagonizing me. I think just simply because I'm someone who's more of an independent libertarian, maybe even more of a Republican. Um, and so she was not having that. She didn't like the fact that um, I was more or less calling that out and saying, hey, look, you know, this is some really ridiculous behavior and, you know, we should be better than that. And so... I, I said, you're acting dumb. And she got really, really offended and unfriended me for that. So on a personal note, I feel like saying, hey, look, you're acting dumb is different than calling someone dumb. Do you really see a lot of LP libertarians or just libertarians in general that are sensitive to rhetoric and that can't really differ, differentiate between the two, like of, of personal attacks and and just trying to shut people off or just or or anything like are libertarians really this sensitive? Um, yeah, actually, I think that they are, because one thing that's unfortunate about libertarians is they let this philosophy, which is such a brilliant philosophy in the realm of politics, take control of their entire lives. They make it to where questions as deep as, should I have a family, or should I buy this house, questions that are deeply personal to you, they make libertarianism, they put libertarianism at the forefront of that. But libertarianism doesn't have an answer for that. Libertarianism has an answer about when is it okay to use force. And libertarianism says only in self-defense of your own self or your own property. That's what libertarianism answers. That's the full extent of it. And because of that, people who, whose identity is entirely centered around libertarianism, in my opinion – it leaves a hole in their heart, and it leaves insecurity, and that and insecurity fills that hole. It's where people who have any personal preference that isn't necessarily incompatible with libertarianism, but it also isn't, isn't entirely in line with it, so to speak, it's, it brings them into this cognitive dissonance here, because I wasn't violating anyone's rights by, have, by asking a question. 
or by saying that the TSA should be privatized instead. But yet people are so focused on this whole idea of personal freedom as, uh, as defined as the ability to, to do anything they want. They never ask whether or not they should because it's 100% within a, within a company's right to have security. Uh, that's what I think about it. It leads to a sensitivity where people are just so scared. And it, that's just something that I think is important to consider. You know, I've never really had it phrased that way before about libertarianism. I've heard people say, oh, it's very cultish. You know, people, they think about liberty all the time. And that's very true. You know, I mean, there, there are also just some, you know, some dumb attacks you can make on libertarians. But I think that it really makes a lot of sense. Once you get into libertarianism, most of the time, it really does get into every nook and cranny of your life. And I feel like you shouldn't take it that seriously. I mean, it's, it's not a religion. Right. So, TJ, where can our listeners find you at? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Facebook. My name is TJ Roberts. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram um, at RealTJRoberts is my username on both of those. In addition, you can find my writing at freedomandeconomics.org. And this is where the Liberty Institute of Freedom and Economics is. And we will be having a website for Freedom First Radio very soon. And I think that your listeners are going to love what we have in store there. Awesome. Thanks a lot, TJ. Every time that my mind starts hazing, I think about all the things I can say. And I want to know, want to know if you know that you're the star that I can't stop chasing. Sometimes when I daydream, I'm looking at you and I can't stop thinking Do you know, do you know you're amazing? When you smile, girl, my heart starts facing I'm falling for you Got a confession, don't know what to do Had my heart broken, I know you did too Let's work together, we can do better Nevertheless, you are simply the best Feel like my heart's about to beat out my chest Alright guys, so the podcast is winding down I want to talk to you about this whole thing Libertarianism, Facebook arguments, everything Look Guys, Facebook arguments are not going to get anything done. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. Get to work with the liberty movement. And this kind of relates back to the activists that in front of me because I said you're acting dumb. Look, maybe I could have said it better, but I've I've acted dumb. I've said dumb things. I wouldn't take it that personal. And I think it's just absolutely ridiculous that someone of her standing in the party and considering she's in LP Texas, I was the Texas state chair of a Liberty organization. I just think it doesn't make any sense. You're going to get too offended about things and separate relationships and connections when you could be working together. Why would you want to just break that relationship up instead of trying to work together? We need as many people in the Liberty movement working together. Look, I don't care if you say dumb things. I don't care if I disagree with you a little bit. If you're pro-liberty and you take these principles seriously, I want to work with you. Guys, hit me up. Seriously, let's get you on the podcast. Let's talk about these things. But it's time for us to work together and stop letting little indifferences divide us. And kind of getting to the point that TJ and I were talking about. If you're going to make a criticism of someone, make sure it's a political criticism and not a personal attack. 
okay? And if someone calls you dumb or says you're acting dumb, don't take it so freaking personal. Don't be a libertarian snowflake, everybody. So the podcast is winding down, everybody. I want to give a plug to Freedom First Radio by TJ Roberts. And I also want to let everybody know that you can find Liberty Talks podcast now on Apple Podcast, on Google and Spotify. Yes, we've expanded here at Liberty Talks where you can find our podcast at most of the podcast hosts, most of the mainstream podcast hosts. So please check it out. Spread the word and continue listening to Liberty Talks podcast every single week. And that was it tonight. Our podcast tonight was brought to you by our music contributor, Franco Luciano. Franco's music was played in the middle and during this awesome beat right here. Shout out to my boy Franco. Keep listening to Liberty Talks Podcast. If you're a musician, get in contact with me. Let's figure out a way we can play your music on our program.